Hey, what's up? It's Zach Neal. How you doing? This is Marketing 101 Part 2. If you've been following the podcast, you know that this week I'm doing specifically a a little mini-series on marketing, tips, tricks, advice, and this is really for people who are artists, musicians, creators, business people, anyone that's got a product that they're promoting or something they want to sell or market, this is for you, and this is Part 2. So if you haven't heard Part 1, go listen to that, and then we can start here. Okay, so in part one, we established a couple things, and I'm not going to recap too much, just a little here. Part one, we established that marketing, proper marketing, is a conversation, a two-way conversation between you and your customer. To have that conversation, how to initiate it, just like you would initiate a conversation with another person directly. So that was part one. If you haven't listened to that, I urge you to go back and listen because it's really important to understand the dynamic of and the simplicity of what real marketing is. Now we're going to talk about how to market properly. So this is part two of what's going to be probably a three-part little mini-series here that I'm giving you guys just to help you out. Okay, so these are, by the way, these are all the things that I practice. I'm not preaching. I'm not a college graduate. I don't have a marketing degree. I have been a marketing director for large companies. I was a marketing director for one of the largest electronic companies in the country. been a marketing director for lots of startups. I hired marketing consultant for years and years before I started Uh, into this world. I had an ad agency. So I'm just giving you a little bit of my credibility and and some facts and basis. Um, You know, using these strategies with other businesses, I have sold millions of dollars of merchandise through e-commerce and have, you know, developed and and broadened fan bases on social platforms in the millions. So all of this stuff works. That's the point. That's not bragging rights for me. That's just the point that what I'm telling you is the stuff that I actually do, that I actually use, how I approach marketing. If you've got a way that works better, knock yourself out. But this is uh, this is what I'm going to share with you. So anyway, let's jump in. Part two, this is how to market properly. So once you've started the conversation, it's all about what are the tools and resources you're using to properly market your product, yourself, your art, your music, whatever it is. So this is how you market properly. We're going to start with some basics. First, a picture is still worth 10,000 words and a picture is still more valuable than five videos. Some of you might disagree with that, but I'm telling you that the data and the facts are are in my corner on this one. A picture still outperforms a video big time. Even though we've got a lot of video, um, you know, opportunities here, especially with like IGTV and YouTube and Facebook and all that, all that stuff is great and it's got its place. I'm not anti-video. I'm, I'm actually very pro-video, but performance-wise, currently in today's market, 2018, a picture still very much outperforms a video. So let's talk about what kind of images you're using, where you're using them, and how you're using them. These are all going to be very important details on being successful with your marketing. 
pictures that are too contrived, meaning too staged, too corporate looking, too phony, too slick, too advertising, those kinds of photos, not saying that they don't work, but they don't get engagement the way that natural photos work. And what I mean by natural photos is not that you can't enhance or tune them up a little bit or make them look good, but it's about, you know, you always know like a big brand ad. It's really obvious to look at like a picture that like Coca-Cola posts versus a picture that like your mom and pop hardware store posts, right? 99% of the time, there's going to be an obvious difference. And it's not just quality, it's staging. It's like, look, for a big brand like Coca-Cola, that's always trying to be politically correct and appeal to everyone, they're going to have some racially diverse group of people in a setting that's unrealistic, like an outdoor park in the middle of Central Park or something in these elaborate poses that no one would ever do, like a girl's jumping in the air with her legs in like a scissor kick and she's got like an orgasmic smile on her face and her hair's blowing in the wind and she happens to have an open can of Coke in her hand while two other guys in the background are like pointing and laughing and you know, just these elaborate photos that they don't appeal. The reason why they don't work is because you immediately identify it as fake, right? You identify it as an advertisement is you and your friends have never made that face. You've never done that pose. You've never, Coca-Cola has never been the center point of an outing. (laughs) You were never in Central Park and went, oh fuck, we can't have any fun today because somebody forgot to bring the Coca-Cola. That's literally never happened. So the big brand advertising like Coca-Cola is going to be drastically different from your advertising. And that's good. That's where you want to be. You don't want to be, we've been programmed to tune that stuff out, like television commercials, all that kind of stuff. You see it, you identify the big brand advertising, unless it's something that's appealing to you, you tune it out. It's not, not of interest. So it's wasted, it's wasted advertising. So we don't want to be in that world. Here's what you want to do. You want to choose your images carefully. Let's, let's stick with a beverage company uh, as our kind of our example, since I already started using Coke. Let's say you have an independent brand, you're promoting a beverage, an energy drink, I don't give a shit what it is, whatever you're promoting, it's a beverage. You want to try your best. It's not always going to be 100% possible, but you want to try your best to make sure that your image gives away as much information about your product as it possibly can without using any text. You can't use any words, no embedded words or text on the photo itself, just that you want to, you know, so in in that, for instance, um, I don't know, let's say that you're promoting an energy drink that is 100% natural, no chemicals, no artificial ingredients, no sugar added, it's completely derived from plants, so it's a healthy energy drink, right? It's got naturally occurring caffeine and whatever else, vitamins and whatever, right? So, I don't know, I'm just spitballing this here, but maybe your image would be like a picture of a woman, uh, you know, running through a really natural field, but like the grass is almost like unnatural, it's like coming up all the way to her waist, and there's like green vines coming out of her arms and legs like she's almost part of a plant like the plants are coming up and like moving through her and you know by the time you get to the top of her head it's like a normal person but starting at the bottom it's all like her legs are vines and so like she's running through like a rainforest field or something you know and uh she's got the the drink in her hand and there's like lightning coming out of the top of her head so you've established that like it's green it's it's given this image of like natural plants blah, 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 and energy. She's running, she's vibrant, she's electrified. There's like electricity coming out of her head, you know, something to that effect. That's the kind of thing that you would want to use to promote your drink. 
and then you have the opportunity to add your text. If we're talking about Instagram, then you can add your short description. 100% plant-based, all natural energy, no side effects, blah, 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 sourced from, you know, Fiji spring water and rainforests, guava, and blah, 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 right? You just, you get the point. You want to get as much across with your image as you can. Now, you also want to ride that line of making sure it's not too markety. It's a cool photo. Individuality and uniqueness counts for a lot also. Now, that's a, that's a good promotion right there. That's a good, pro- but what would be better, what would be a better promotion would be capturing your drink in environments that are real from fan-based photos. If you don't have fans, get some of your friends or family or other people and take your product out and use it in their daily life. For instance, your buddy Jim, who's a truck driver, those guys need energy drinks. So you ask Jim, hey, try this shit out for me. Here's a case of it. Take it on the road with you on your next drive. And would you do me a favor? Take your cell phone and just snap a couple photos of you drinking it in, in the environment that you're in. You don't have to look good. Just like while you're driving your truck, you're pulled over to the side of the road to take a break, put it on your dashboard and snap a photo of it and then caption it. Now you got a picture of Jim, the truck driver. He's got his energy drink up on his dash. The caption is, try this new energy drink for the long hauls and boy, does it work. Jim, the truck driver, right? You put that up and you use a bunch of, we're going to get into hashtagging next, but you can put a bunch of proper hashtags that relate to that truck driving, long hauls, whatever, whatever, whatever. And now that appeals to truck drivers. Maybe somebody else, maybe it's a school teacher, send it to a school teacher. School teachers have to get up super early and deal with screaming kids all day. It's a tough job, right? So school teachers got it sitting on her desk, caption it. Mrs. Cranberry, (laughs) Mrs. Cranberry uses this for energy like she's a real person. Tag her in the photo so people can see that she's a real person. 50 photos like that of real ass people using your product in real ass life without any filters, without any cool touch-ups, just regular people using your product. That's gold, baby. That, That is the king of marketing because that's real. You're marketing to real people. You're not marketing to supermodels. You're not marketing to, you know, uh, athletes or people who run triathlons or, you know, you're not, that's not what you're doing here. You're marketing to real people. So you're promoting an energy drink. Who would use your energy drink and how would they use it? Now, I don't want you to think that this type of marketing would be exclusive to the example we're using, like for an energy drink. This would work if you're an artist, man. If you're a musician, an artist, this works the same way send your song out to regular people, right? If you've got an up-tempo track that you think would be good to get people pumped up, something you could exercise to, send it to a bunch of your friends that, that exercise, that have gym memberships and have them caption themselves with their, with their you know, earbuds in and tag it like listening to the new track by this shit gets me pumped in the gym. Great track to run to. If it's mellow, if it's chilled out, Picture one of your friends eating dinner, drinking a glass of wine, whatever they do to relax, relaxing with your music. I mean, it's just the idea is that the more real your marketing is, the more appealing it's going to be to real people. Real people buy real people shit, right? They want things that are beneficial to their actual lifestyle, things that they like and enjoy. So whether you're promoting the energy drink example or music or a piece of art, if you've got a piece of art, you're an art, like an actual artist artist. If I was an artist, which I'm not, by the way, I I can't paint for shit, but if I could, I would make prints 
of my of the pictures that I was trying to sell and I would send them out to different friends of mine and ask them to hang them up in a cool spot in their house and snap a picture of it so people could see what that art would look like hanging on a wall in different atmospheres in an office setting in a home setting in an apartment like how it would enhance a room then you then you've got it right there you've got all your different examples you call upon your friends and your family to do the work for you and if you don't have friends or family that are willing just put it like an open call on on social media hey i'd like to send five of my prints out for free and you can keep them to someone who is willing to hang them in a cool spot in their house or office wherever you're going to hang it and, and you know snap some photos for me and send them to me that's all i ask in return that's a great trade you're giving something and you're asking for a small thing in return and you're getting your marketing real marketing real application absolutely makeup brands that's a very popular thing cosmetics you always get supermodel looks you always get these beautiful people with perfect everything come on man where's our basic bitches right where's that shit at and i say basic bitches in in regards to men and women there's men cosmetics there's moisturizing creams i don't want to see some chiseled fucking dude with a Brad Pitt's face and Denzel Washington's fucking physique. I don't want to see that shit, right? That's not what I cuz that that's not appealing to me. I don't look like that. So, I would like to see some average ass dude that's been using this face cream with like a, you know, for maybe, I don't know, moisturizer. Maybe he had dry skin in January, so I would seed my product out to a bunch of people. Hey, if you're a dude that's got dry skin in the winter, try this product for free for like 6 weeks. All I ask is that you take like a before, middle, and an after photo to see what it does. Those three pictures side by side, that sells it. You've got dry skin in the winter time. Guy does a close-up of his face. He's got some, you know, some red skin. He looks like a real person. At the end, he still doesn't look like a supermodel, but his skin's not dry anymore. That's appealing to me. So, so the point is, is that make your photos real. And now if you're not going to use that example of like kind of crowdsourcing your photos, you're going to take them yourself. Just keep in mind. You want to avoid the slick corporate look and you want to go for realism and you want to make sure that the photo captures as much information about your product as it possibly can without using text, without having to do anything like that. You know, you could use slick symbolism. You could use, you know, get a picture, like put an arrow, cut an arrow out of like cardboard and paint it and put it like pointing, you know, you can do or Photoshop some things to make it interesting. You can Photoshop some arrows and buttons and, you know, bells and whistles in to make the photo like say more than it says. But the idea is the photo needs to be very descriptive on its own without looking too slick like it came from a big corporation. And if you really want to win the game, your photo should be sourced. Like I said, your product or the thing that you're trying to sell or market in the hands of real ass people. Let's wrap this one up. So to wrap up this marketing 101 part two, we're gonna talk about hashtagging and we're gonna talk about uh, placement. What time of day you should be placing these and, uh, and how you should be using these. So for this, we're really just gonna be focusing on Instagram. It's the same on Facebook. Uh, it's obviously not the same on Snapchat, but it's the same on Facebook. It's the same on Instagram. It's the same on Vero if you're using Vero. I don't know if that platform is going to launch. I, I had a lot of high hopes for it, but it's it's kind of fizzled. But anyway, it's the same across the platforms for the most part. Hashtagging is super important. I know people are like, oh, it's so annoying when you see blah, 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 blah. Look, first and foremost, figure out how to make your space your hashtags out so they're like way below the body of your message. You've ever seen someone do one of those posts where it's like, 
the body, their message, and then it's like like a paragraph space, and they space it out with like you know with dots, um, with like bullet points, and then it's down there. All you have to do is just copy paste that from somebody else. Like just find a post like that and copy paste it. It's not that big of a deal if you can't figure out how to format it on your own, but the format should always be this. This is why hashtagging is so important and how you use them are so important. Whatever you're promoting, I want you to pick 10 hashtags that are the most popular hashtags in your world for the thing that you're marketing. Find out what the most popular ones are. Instagram will give you that information. You just punch the hashtags in, try different ones and see which ones have the most. Search them on the platform. Find the 10 most popular hashtags for what you're promoting in your world and then pick 10 hashtags that are unique to your product. So that could be your product's name or your product's name plus a state like My Energy Drink NYC, My Makeup Company California, My Makeup Company Fun Party Nights, whatever it is that you think is gonna catch because you're gonna develop 10 hashtags that are unique to your product. By unique, I mean that when you punch it in for the first time, you should be the first person ever using that hashtag or there should be less than like a couple hundred have been used in the past, right? This is important because this is building part of your brand identity from the beginning. Those hashtags aren't gonna mean shit and no one's gonna be searching them right now. But when your company or your product or your brand starts to grow, you wanna own your hashtags. You want it to be so that when people, when you have a brand identity, when Steve's Energy I don't know who Steve is. I just throw names anywhere. But anyway, when Steve's energy drink has become something, that's your hashtag. And you've got, you're on it way before somebody else starts because your fans will start using that hashtag all the time and you'll get loaded down with fanfare. You want to make sure that you own it. So when someone punches in hashtag Steve's energy, it's hundreds of photos. You are in control of your content. So 10 hashtags that are the most popular and relevant to your product and 10 that you want to be associated with your product based on uniqueness. Find ones that are unique and don't make them convoluted and 50 words long. Try to keep them simple. Using Steve's Energy as an example, hashtag Steve's Energy Summer, Steve's Energy Fall, Steve's Energy Winter Sports, Steve's Energy Summer Sports, Steve's Energy Workout, Steve's Energy Exercise, Steve's Energy Need a Boost. And then it doesn't always have to be your company name. It could be like, you know, Running Fuel. Uh, fuel for the game, you know, whatever it is that would make sense with that, try to find ones that have low use or no use and incorporate those and use them. I would also recommend, you don't have to do this, but if you want to get more bang for your buck, like a day after you make a post or later the same day, go back and leave a comment on your own post with additional hashtags that relate to uh, you know, your product. But don't just do the hashtags. Make a comment like, you know, you could reply to someone's comment on your post. So if someone commented like, nice, going to try this out, comment back like, thank you, and then put an additional 10 or 15 hashtags in there. Hashtagging is important. It, it helps optimize searches. When people are searching for things, those hashtags put you front and center. So if someone's looking for energy drinks New York or energy drink for summer or fuel for the game, whatever, your shit will pop up. It'll populate in a list. There's millions and millions and millions and millions of people using these platforms. Chances are someone else is going to search some of the words, the keywords and hashtags that you're using, and then you're going to populate in there. We're going to end off with this time of day. 
a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on time of day, when you should post, when you shouldn't post. I'm a big proponent of two times a day. In the morning, and I mean like the early morning, like fucking between six and nine o'clock in the morning, you post, right? If you're on the East Coast, that means your West Coast friends are getting it super early in the morning. Um, if you're on the East Coast, it's still early in the morning. But this is this is why. People check their social media, people who work like regular jobs, check their social media generally when they wake up in the morning. It's one of the first things they do. They look at their phone, they go through their social feed, whatever. So it's a morning ritual. People also check it again during their afternoon break, lunch break, times like that. And then for the most part, it's after work when they get home at night. So when you do it in the morning, you're on the winning track all day because a lot of people are going to get it first thing in the morning. The people that didn't get it in the morning will get it on their break in the afternoon. You'll still be up in their feed. The second time that I propose is doing it uh, midday, like between noon and three o'clock so that you're getting those midday people that are you know, maybe bored at work and, and surfing a little bit and checking out their social feeds and you get those after work people and nighttime people. Most bang for your buck I've always found is early morning or mid afternoon. That is the best time to post in my opinion. You can experiment and try different things, different times of day, but I kind of feel like when you post late at night, it doesn't get much bang because what happens is a lot of people have gone to bed or they're out doing activities or different things. They're not checking their social feed. And so many people post at night that if they didn't check their social media, like say before bed, your post is so buried by the time they go, even if they only follow a hundred people and 80 of those people post every day, your post is buried 80 deep by the time they, you know, they check it again in the morning, you've already been buried and you're way down the line for uh, things for them to look at. Okay. That was marketing 101 part two. So we've gone over how to start the conversation, how to engage and get the dialogue started. Now we've talked about the importance of photos. Photos are more powerful than video. Absolutely. A photo is still worth 10,000 words in my opinion. Uh, not my opinion. It's a fact that photos still outperform video on every platform. What types of photos you should be using, how you can source these photos to give realism and to connect with real people. Uh, we've talked about hashtags, the importance of hashtags and how to use them. And we've talked about what time of day you should be posting. That should give you a pretty good uh, introduction here. We're going to finish this series out, I don't know, soon, this week, with part three. And if I think of anything else interesting I want to share, maybe it'll become a, a three and a four. But for right now, just part three. Follow me on all social media, at the real Zach Neal. DM me if you have questions, comments, concerns, want to talk, need advice. DM me, at the real Zach Neal on Instagram and uh, we'll chat. In the meantime, hope you guys have a great day. Talk to you soon.